Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Standard Times podcast. I'm digital editor Brennan Carey, and with me today is reporter Kurt Brown, who has been at uh, day four of testimony at the Michelle Carter trial. It's the fifth day of the trial and the fourth day of testimony, and uh, it got off to kind of a dramatic start today. Yes, Brendan, it certainly did. It started right at 9 o'clock, promptly at 9, and we got right into it. Uh, Joe Cataldo, the defense attorney for Michelle Carter, got up and asked for a directed verdict of not guilty. Uh, He argued that uh, the court has heard far more evidence than than the SJC heard in finding probable cause, and in his opinion, the evidence was insufficient to go forward. Uh, He argued the point about causation. He said that there was nothing to prove that Michelle Carter caused his death. Um, So they were trying to get the trial to end right then and there. If the judge had ruled in his favor, and I'm uh, perhaps I'm uh, previewing it, um, the trial would have ended right there, and that would have been the end of it. Uh, the uh, attorney Cataldo said that there were no true threats made by uh, Michelle Carter to Conrad Roy. Um, there were no threats like "I'm going to hurt you." In other words, to commit suicide, or I'm going to hurt your family to commit suicide. None of that was prevalent. Uh, uh, Conrad Roy had his own frailties. Uh, He argued that the evidence was insufficient to say that Michelle Carter uh, caused him to die. Uh, Now, the prosecution, they pointed to a specific point in uh, the, the night or the day that Conrad Roy killed himself as that point as being causation. They did. They came back very strong. Uh, Katie Rayburn, the prosecutor in this, uh, she said, yes, there is causation. The causation is when uh, Conrad Roy is out of the truck and he is having doubts, and she tells him, get back in the car, get back in the truck. Uh, Ms. Rayburn says that that was the moment of causation, and it, uh, and she had influence over him, and so he got back in the uh, in the truck. All right. So, so uh, the judge ended up coming back about eleven o'clock this morning, and what was his decision? Well, before oh, okay. before we get to that, um, that Miss Rayburn made a point of saying that Michelle C- Carter combined words of love with "kill yourself." Uh, it's a it's a quote that resonated with the entire press board. Um, really but, showed that dichotomy there. That's in correct. Actions. Yes. All right. So the judge comes back about eleven o'clock in the morning. Promptly at eleven. Yep. Uh, and he gets back on the bench. No comment whatsoever. Uh, he said he'd be back at eleven. He said if he needed more time, he'd uh, come back and say it. And he gets on the bench and says, um, "I'm denying defense's uh, motion." Uh, it. Uh, additional security, uh, additional court officers came into the courtroom unaware of what the judge's uh, decision would be in the event that there was an uproar to mm-hmm. keep order. Uh, 
then... We, so that means that the, the trial now continues. The trial now continues. And now it's, uh, the defense gets to present their case. Yep. And um, Stephen Verano, uh, <clears throat> who's a forensic ex- expert, for he testified for the, um, for the, the defense. He's examined um, three of Conrad Roy's computers, his phone... He also examined uh, Michelle Carter's phone um, on seven four of fourteen. He found that Conrad Roy had looked up, had done a search on ways to kill yourself. On six twenty eight fourteen, he had looked up, he had searched suicide by cop. All points that the defense are trying to say that. Um, the, Mr. Roy had uh, had his own issues. He had committed, tried to commit suicide once before. He had his own intention, separate of what Michelle Carter was That's telling correct. him to do. And the, and the defense is saying that uh, um, this is a suicide. This is not a homicide. Now, it's interesting with the forensics. We often think of forensics as blood or. Th- fibers or something like this. In this case, the forensics is technology. Right. It's, it's emails, it's text messages, Facebook messages. Mm-hmm. It's uh, more, more technology than actual physical evidence. It's text messages. It's um, IM chats. It's video messages. It's um, Skype records. Uh, it's all of that. And this is mostly how they carried on their relationship, right? They only met a couple times, I believe, in that, person. That's correct. They, they met. Uh, they were together for two and a half years. This was primarily an online relationship. They met in person only two or three times. Uh, and I would say more than 90% of their relationship was spent was uh, into, uh, with Texas back and forth. Right now. now looking ahead, there's, uh, there's kind of a million-dollar question here in this trial. And uh, well, I'll let you, what is the million-dollar question? Well, before we get to that... Okay, so, uh, the, jumping ahead. Yep, the, the defense is... Uh, there's going to be a big day on Monday. The defense is going to call its medical expert. Uh, they're putting a lot of hopes on him. And he is going to testify that Michelle Carter was medically bludgeoned uh, because of increases in her dosage uh, for cutting, for uh, anorexia. And um, she, as a result of that, she was unable to give appropriate responses to different situations. Will the, the government... Uh, has not does not have its own medical expert, and um, is will plan to vigorously cross-examine the defense's uh, medical expert. So it should be a great, interesting day for courtroom observers on Monday. Yep, that'll be Monday. And uh, yeah, so get back to the million-dollar question here. Million-dollar question, and um, is will Michelle Michelle Carter testify on her own behalf? You've been in the courtroom. What's uh, have you got any impression either way? Or um, I, I have a personal opinion. Is there anything uh, anyone's mentioned to you? Sources? Anything? Uh, you know? No, nobody has mentioned it. But right. This is uh, among the um, thirty or so uh, uh, press people there. That this is a question that everybody is asking. Everyone is asking now. Will Michelle, uh, Michelle Carter testify? We'll find that out either Monday afternoon or more likely uh, Tuesday morning. Is there something that you think will determine whether or not she testifies or not? Do you think that's already been decided or it might be dependent on the testimony on Monday? Or? It, it'll be part of the defense strategy. Um, 
Now, uh, this is my own opinion that the the defense haven't haven't gone for a jury waive trial instead of a trial before a jury. That what that tells you is that they are playing it safe, uh, and if they follow through on that, uh, then I would say Michelle Carter will not testify. Again, that is my opinion. The other thing is that uh, defense attorney Joe Cotondo has made a point that a strategy is fluid, mm -hmm. that it changes from day to day, and it changes based on what the, te what the previous testimony is. So he, who knows, he may feel it's appropriate for her to testify. Well, we'll find out on uh, Monday or Tuesday. We will. All right. Well, and uh, we'll probably be back on Monday uh, talking about uh, day uh, six of the trial, day five of testimony. Thanks for sitting down with me, Kurt. Thank you, Brandon. And uh, thanks to all of our uh, viewers and listeners out there. Yes, thank you very much. Oh, that was good. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.